0: The great Boz has spoken. Good morning and
1: welcome to the land of Boz with Jeff Bosley. Well, good morning. It is Monday, October 1st. Welcome to the land of Boz, everyone. I'm Jeff Bosley. Uh, if you're listening to this and now all of a sudden picking up your iPhone, looking at your dates and your calendar, uh, and you happen to listen to yesterday's show, yes, I did screw it up. I said. Monday was Sunday was Monday or Monday was Sunday but basically I made a show for Sunday uh, September 30th so uh, freebie Uh, so I'm gonna try to remedy that and uh, here is the real thing I guess we'll call yesterday's a test drive but it is Monday October 1st so let's get to it my day as always it just started out with working out but one thing I noticed um, And I always read this crap and it always pisses me off. But it's actually legit. Uh, I went to the counter at the gym. uh, A gym which was completely devoid of humans. uh, Because it is Saturday morning and nobody works out. Which I love. But it also might show a uh, consistency issue. Um, That's here nor there. But something possibly needs to be considered. But I was kind of in a robot cyborg mode. Just kind of lumbering about doing my thing and uh it occurred to me um the guy at the counter he, he's super friendly um he, he smiled and said good morning sir Th- uh would you like a towel and i was like wow uh, and again that this isn't equinox where i'm spending 400 bucks a month when i say that just a little disclaimer because i want people to know uh i'm it's a simple 24-hour fitness one of my favorites uh one of my favorite locations i should say uh, and I was like, yes, sure. And then I just instinctively, for some reason, I was like, thank you. Have a great day. I appreciate it, sir. And he smiled. And then I smiled back and I was actually instantly slightly like uplifted my, I was actually already ha- having a little bit better of a day right there. So that was an interesting observation. Uh, maybe we should all try to do that in the mornings. Um, I mean, hell, if I can do it, at, uh, that was about four 30 this morning. If I can do it then anybody can do it any time of the day. So it's kind of a nice thing. You always hear the I always read that stuff that says, you know, try to listen to something funny. I'll actually do that on the way to the gym. I'll actually listen to, uh, a... oh, fail. If anybody heard that, sorry. Uh, if, uh, I'll actually go to the gym and, uh, or I'm sorry, on the way to the gym, I'll listen to, um, like up comics. So I'm kind of in a good humor, uh, when I get to the gym and hopefully for the rest of the day. And then, um, yeah, that's about it. Um. And then i got home i did my obligatory man nap because it was already geez a whole whopping 7 a.m and uh now i'm obsessing over this show trying to get it right uh already using a new program from the test drive show i uh made yesterday <laughs> and uh so far so good i actually I like this program better i'm using adobe audition for those of you that are curious but moving on it's neither here nor there let's get on to the main chunk of the show with today in history
0: all
1: right on this day in history <laughs> I find these extremely unique because they actually paint a huge perspective as far as uh where we've come uh, and really what I don't know at least for me in a day in the life of uh, we always make the comment about you know first world problems but forget that just think about how things were just different in this country as far as 40 to 50 years ago Uh, today October 1st 1962 it marks the day of the first black University of Mississippi student uh, James Meredith and they actually had to bring in 3,000 troops to deal with the riots how much of a load of bullcrap is that that students rioted because this guy went to college it's absurd uh, on a lighter note. Nineteen fifty three. Many, many young boys dreams were ah, fulfilled. Adult men find that found needs and reasons to hide and escape into their man caves and go look at magazines that they'd stored on under their mattresses. Nineteen fifty-three. Playboy magazine, founded by the infamous Hugh Hefner Premieres. On this day and who was on the cover anyone that is right if you said Marilyn Monroe she was the cover model and she was not revealing anything other than her arms and a little bit of cleavage on her sternum with the dress she is wearing how times have changed um, in my uh, to defend myself I think that is way sexier uh, she's wearing pretty much a black, what do, you guys, what do people call them, a little black dress. She's actually wearing a very classy black dress. Uh, uh, probably at the time, the, the V-cut part is, was considered low for that time. But she is extremely sexy and extremely gorgeous in this picture. And less is more women. Um, I don't know about all men out there, but as far as me, I'm boring and old-fashioned. Less is more. She looks more gorgeous than if they revealed you know, 80% of her body, so thank you, Hu Hefner, for that contribution to this world. Uh, 1908, the Model T. For those who don't know, the Model T is, it was the first car. Henry Ford's car, and it only cost $850. Less than rent. So, that began our uh, road rage, way back when. Some small little funny ones. Cartoon Network debuts. And kids, back in my day, the cartoon network that didn't exist growing up because they actually played Saturday morning cartoons. You would look forward to them all week. You would get, my mom would get coffee for not coffee (laughs) started drinking coffee soon. Uh, she would get us, uh, donuts and cereal and, uh, we'd have like sleepovers and we'd wake up and just watch cartoons in our pajamas all day long. And I thought they only did that in movies, but no, I did it too. And, uh, As those days waned and were uh, slowly disappeared, the Cartoon Network picked up the slack and created an entire network dedicated to uh, cartoons. And for you boxer fans out there, 1975, three years before... Well, that's wrong. uh, 1975, the Thrilla in Manila, that's Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. It was an infamous boxing fight. If you don't know what it is, just Google some footage of the Thrilla in Manila. Uh, Muhammad Ali was an... Astonishing boxer. He was kind of the uh, Michael Jordan of boxing for those of you who need a comparison. Just kind of, he'll live on in infamy for what he did, despite who comes after him. Uh, The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. I didn't know there was anybody before Johnny Carson, but apparently he took over as host. Moving on. Uh, Mr. Ed, a show about a talking horse. And this was before CGI. They actually shoved peanut butter in his mouth to make the horse smack his lips. Who would have guessed? Speaking of The Tonight Show, they, it got a new host in 1956, Ernie Kovacs. Didn't know that. One year later, I actually brought this up yesterday. Bring, I brought up The uh, Honeymooners, one of my favorite shows as a kid, and it was considered a rerun then. So I was a weird little kid liking this old black and white uh, sitcom, basically. Uh, It it got its debut in 1955, and it actually started as uh, some sketches on, I guess you could almost say, from a Saturday Night Live-esque show called Dumont's Cavalcade of Stars. Blah, 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 moving on. Born on this day, Mr. Jimmy Carter. Um, I just blanked Habitat for Humanity. I believe he's the president that kicks that off. Uh, Done a lot of stuff for a lot of people. Uh, Mr. What is he doing now? Where will he show up drunk in the country? Randy Quaid was born in 1950 on this day. And I have to bring this up. Mr. Tom Bosley, 1927. Absolutely no relation to Jeff Bosley. Uh, He was an American Tony winning actor for Happy Days uh, and Father Dowling Mysteries. He's the only Bosley I know that's not uh, of my ilk of Bosleys. Um, Every Bosley I've met thus far or know of is actually related to me. Yes, that includes the hair one for anybody asking we can get into that on a later time and Lastly born on this day that the second to the last Walter Matthau if you don't know who Walter Matthau is he was a funny Amazing actor, uh, and I actually liked him more in the tail end of his career with grumpy old men He's an amazing grumpy actor, and I liked him Mostly because he reminded me of my own grandfather. Uh, He's hilarious Uh, and he is a grumpy old man, and he embraced it and lastly Henry III, King of England. Yes, he was born on this day in... uh, Excuse me, I'm not tired. He was born on this day in 1207. And that was a little bit to educate you on everything that happened on this day in history. Alright, and here's a section of the show I dedicate to... One of my closet passions that I'm actually not so in the closet about. My th- love for all things nerd. Nerd! <laughs> that still makes me laugh. God bless the sin- uh Actually, that's not what you think it is. Uh, coffee, coffee, coffee. Fueling the land of Boz since 1993. Yeah, that's actually when my mom first got me... Uh, gave me coffee. So thank you, Mother. I appreciate it. Anyway, Nerd Talk, Jeff Bosley. Here is what I want to talk about. Uh, Avengers Infinity War. It's been out for a while, so uh, this has spoilers. So if this is uh, something you've yet to see, um, first, email fans at jeffbosley.com. Email me your address so I can come to your home and slap you in the face, uh, because Uh, Any self-proclaimed nerd should have seen this movie by now. Uh, But number two, um, yes, spoilers. So deal with it. Uh, Plug your ears. And when you hear the uh, thunderbolt lightning clap sound effect, you'll know the segment's over. But I want to talk about Avengers Infinity War. I won't get too long-winded because I can get super passionate about it, but it is a god dang work of art i am highly impressed with everything marvel's done now before people get all freaked out about plot and all that it is a comic book movie and you only have two hours they've taken at that point i think 10 years to build this universe um yes a lot of stuff seemed rushed Uh, one of the arguments is is that quill sure as heck loves gamora a lot since we saw him last in guardians of the galaxy 2 well they don't have time to develop tons and tons of backstory with all these people um i am willing to sacrifice the building of backstory to get all these people on screen together and if anybody knows anything about movies the fact they got these actors on screen or at least tricked us to look like they were on screen with stand-ins and digital replacement uh i would i'll take that any day of the week because that's a gosh dang epic um conglomerate of characters on screen Um, and they were patient about it Um, I just blanked on his name the producer Kevin Feige Uh, he spent 10 years if not obviously longer he is this crazy I just picture his his lair his office of just with like strings and post-it notes like some sociopathic mass murderer of, of just plot lines and backstories just interconnected in his office with strings going from person to person and post-it note to post-it note. Uh, but it is good. I am ridiculously impressed and I'm, I'm embarrassed and honored to say I have watched it. I just moved probably about three weeks ago into a new home, a new house. And uh, I think um, I've probably already watched it four more times in the last two to three weeks. It's just good. You could turn your brain off, not because it's stupid, but you can just turn your brain off and enjoy the show. Um, and because it it consolidates a lot of the characters and storylines, you get your pick. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, has a, they're the kind of more comic relief um, characters in the Marvel, but they still, uh, as you know, they still get their moments of good dramatic fun uh and so every every character matches what we know them for so it gives you some diversity in the movie so there's not like one f- sh- type it's not like a you know like thor ragnarok was more light-hearted whereas thor the dark world was uh dark so uh in avengers of any nailed it um i where did i about lose my oh i'm a re- captain america I am in love with that, that guy, that character, uh, Chris Evans nails it. Uh, the way they translated Captain America, uh, to the screen. I've also watched all the other Captain Americas more times than I can count since I've moved also, uh, it, uh, they nailed it. And when they reveal him on that, uh, the subway platform, I actually, that's my wake up alarm is that music cue when he catches the spear from what's her name that, um, thor's uh, niece or daughter i don't even know when she throws the spirit um who she threw she threw the spirit somebody and that person dodged it and captain america caught it and then there's this awesome music cue right there showing that our bearded long-haired hero (laughs) (laughs) has has is there in the shadows to save the day that music cue kicks ass so that's actually my alarm in the morning I have it hooked up to my stereo, so it, it it blasts me, making me feel like I'm Captain America. He's a little bit more nimble and spry in the movie than I am when I hear that music cue, especially at three in the morning, but you know, it does its job. Uh, but yeah, as far as all the characters go and all the uh, plots and all of that, it, it nails it. It's just a dang fun ride, you're invested, and then it's this has been bandied about countless on the internet, so if this is new to you, awesome. I'm happy to be the guy to deliver this. Think of the movie. If you've watched it, you're going to watch it again. You're going to watch it now after this. Um, I don't think I've actually spoiled much. Uh, Think of it as Thanos' movie, like a movie about Thanos and all the other characters are the side characters. And it's very interesting. Speaking of which, nerd deviation. Thanos is a computer generated character within five seconds of seeing him on screen, you don't question that he's interacting with live people. It's not like we're watching Who's Framing Roger Rabbit here, where you see a blatant difference between a human person on on film and the cartoon character they've interjected. This dude is believable. Uh, the technology blows my mind, uh, and I'm impressed as hell. But at the same time, with that, impre- that level of impressiveness, impressiveness, I'm making up words, but with that level of just I'm also extremely pissed at DC and Justice League because they can make an entire character with striations in his muscles, hair fibers, uh, veins that actually have like a pulse to them on like the close-ups on the neck of Thanos they can do everything that makes it as three-dimensional as three-dimensional can be yet DC cannot get rid of a mustache on Henry Cavill in Justice League Without making it look like he and Shrek had a baby, uh, that was the abo- one of the many abominations. And I'm more swing more favorable towards DC Batman and Superman. Uh, that's just me. I but I do love Captain America. So uh, I'm my own worst enemy. So that every time I watch Infinity War, I'm just like crushed because I watched them create Thanos, uh, a f- digital fictional character when. DC could not get of Henry Cavill's mustache uh, digitally uh, because of the whole contract wars with uh, fall fault um, mission impossible fallout, which that could be another nerd talk day, a movie review uh, because that movie rocked uh, mission impossible. Never really fails. Uh, you go there. They're good popcorn movies. Sorry for the dog barking, barking in the background, uh, but they are good popcorn movies, edge of your seat stuff. So uh, it, but it did make up for the mustache. Henry Cavill looked like a, badass with a mustache doing, uh, playing the character he played. So spot on, but yeah, Avengers infinity war. If you haven't seen it, go see it. If you like comic book movies, go watch it. Uh, if you haven't seen any other comics, uh, movie Marvel movies, uh, you won't necessarily be confused or lost, but you'll miss tons of good backstory um, there's actually stuff online. I think CNET of all uh, sites has a really good write-up uh, as far as the order to watch the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV and movies in. Like it breaks it down. You know, as far as even what episodes of what seasons of Agents of Shield to watch the intermingle with uh, the timeline of um, the Marvel movies. So if you really want to go crazy nerd weekend and binge watch the crap out of some Marvel things, Google uh what order to watch the marvel movies in and i believe it's cnet it's got a lot of red uh text and graphics uh that's the one you want um, but yeah go watch avengers infinity or uh enjoy it look at my uh my hetero man crush chris evans playing captain america um and you will not be disappointed damn good movie <laughs> So that brings us to this segment of the show. I've yet to title it, but it has something to do with my background as a Green Beret. Uh, so we'll call this um, Green Beret Corner for now. Those Green Berets,
0: they're real badasses. You scared, motherfucker?
1: fuck? Well, you should be, because this Green beret's going to kick your big ass. I eat Green Berets for breakfast. And right now I'm very <laughs> really hungry.
0: I can't believe this macho bullshit.
1: Yes, you had to listen to two clips. They're the only time Green Berets are mentioned in cinema outside of John Wayne's uh, "The Green Berets." So today, I want to talk about uh, I want to talk about people and situational awareness. Now, I'm not going to get too deep in the weeds and turn you into Jason Bourne in the next five minute conversation. But I want to. We are not situationally aware enough as a society, and uh, with without getting into the arguments about the shootings that are going on and all that stuff. Sadly, we, I say we, but I I don't really mean me. I probably get complacent here and there, but, uh, it's, this is more for the, uh, my end user who was not a green beret. (laughs) So we quote unquote, this is like, that's like when the nurse comes into the hospital and says it's time for our sleeping pill makes no sense. She's not taking a sleeping pill. Uh, but we as a society are getting very complacent with our situational awareness now, obviously there's an extreme if you're so situationally aware you're miserable and boring and can't enjoy the moment that's obviously one extreme but if you can hybrid that existence um, all the better because at the end of the day the the ability to be aware of your surroundings could honestly save your life um it's i i every I, there used to years ago i used to think that statement would be really a melodramatic and grandiose and sadly the way the world is it's not um the things that are happening if you went back five or ten years and told somebody that that's what would happen they'd go they would say you're being melodramatic that would never happen i mean a pressure cooker killing or i can't don't quote me on any of the statistics but the the boston city marathon uh nobody would have ever seen that coming i mean you expect ieds in you know in on tour and on, in combat, but not in Boston. And, um, you know, stabbing things, the, the bad guy, and that's the thing, as far as my situational awareness lesson, the bad guy will always figure out a way. That is probably my takeaway on this whole thing is the bad guy will figure out a way and we need to accept that. Uh, and again, I'm not getting on a debate as far as gun control and all that. Because my point is, is we could have no guns. The bad guy will find a pressure cooker. I've seen how simple it is to make an IED. So until you outlaw speaker wires and garage door openers and fertilizer and all the other crap. or I mean, well, hell, a pressure cooker didn't require any sort of uh, ignition source as far as like explosives. <clears throat> so until you outlaw, excuse me, <coughs> not good until you outlaw everything just know the bad guy will find a way and so with that situational awareness a perfect example is going to a movie um la is a little odd because at least for me where sadly there are a lot of crazy people that have probably no malice in their uh as far as their intentions um but they're everywhere um i this morning at the gym uh, and i'm not again we could go and hold another political debate as far as the homeless issues in america uh, but there's, this, it's a thing people do, uh, that I've seen in LA where they'll get a gym membership because they can, um, kind of sleep in a corner and it gives them a place to shower and clean up, which is pretty clever as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but this gentleman, not the most, uh, comfortable person to be around, but it's, it is what it is. And that's part of situational awareness. And in LA, it's kind of weird because you're going to get numb to it. And that's when your complacency could, uh, you know, nippy in the butt. Um, so with that, you know, when I was in Colorado or small town, Idaho and all that, the anomaly would be easy to spot and it would put you on guard and on your toes being aware, situationally aware of what's going down here in LA and bigger cities, you start to get complacent and just kind of head down and don't pay attention. So what people need to do is be situationally aware. And I'm not saying that means think everybody in the movie theater is a bad guy but be open to the fact that maybe one is uh, Colorado shooting. For example, I remember explicitly a conversation I had. It was one of the first major shootings in America. Don't quote me on the year. I believe it was at a Walgreens in Arizona. It was a, a Senator or some sort of government high level government person was in line and got shot. And I remember uh, that day going, all right, I'm carrying concealed legally everywhere I can. And, uh, I won't name who it was, but the person I spoke to said, Jeff, you're being melodramatic. That's, that's not going to happen again. Or something along those lines. Fast forward to today. I can't fathom the amount of, and I've talked to this about one of our guests, his name's Jesse. He's going to be uh, on the show frequently, but I can't fathom the amount of lives I could have saved or someone like me. If they had a gun in the theater in, in at the Aurora Colorado shooting, or if they had one at the uh, schools that are going down, I mean, again, this isn't a gun control debate, but my point is, is if that person, the the people like myself that are, I don't want to say paranoid, but their situational awareness is a little amped from our experience, things would have at least had a slightly better outcome. And that's because of situational awareness. So go to your movie, enjoy it, but be aware of, uh, here's my two things, people and exits. That's your thing. Uh, enjoy your life. Don't be a walking ball of paranoia. But be aware of people and be aware of exits. Uh, you don't need to go all Jason Bourne, but it sure as heck doesn't hurt to know where if your closest exit. Just like when the plane, when they tell you your closest exit could be behind you, know that. Um, this is here's a blatantly. I, I get when I go to a movie, I take the farthest left uh, seats near on an aisle because I am. my right side, I'm right dominant. And for me, that's more comfortable. If I see something happening, I can see it on my right side for whatever reason it is what it is. And that way there's nobody I have to bounce over to get out or seek cover or provide assistance. The only way to go is left. Um, and that, that way I know my right side is cover. My left side is escape as in cover, as in I can drop down behind the seats depending on what's going down. So that's just how I go to a movie theaters. I always get a seat, um, uh, it's a weird superstition, but I always get a th- seat in the in a column of three. So the third one from the back or the third one from the front. So I always know where I'm at in the theater. Um, and I always know where the exits are based on that. Um, it's not hard to see them. They're big big, and brightly lit because of fire code. And then that way you can always see, especially if you're on the, the side of the theater, you can all, you only, there's only really one, place people can uh, come at you, is your left side, unless they come running down the crowded seats, uh, which is gonna be really easy to spot. So with that setup, you know, okay, you have the people box checked. You know where people are. You can see people are acting shady, and you know what? Uh, if you see something, say something. Um, all too often, and there are reported stories and uh, incidents where people felt like they were being, they were profiling or potentially being racist, And I get it. I I would run my that would go through my internal filter initially too, but you know what it's better to be wrong and embarrassed than wrong and uh, dead so uh, You know, there's obviously the extreme of if you think everybody's a bad guy You're gonna be live a miserable existence and drive people crazy but odds are if we could go back in time and see like the Aurora theater shooter Odds are he was displaying a little bit of offness. You know, it, I, I would bet something just seemed off. Um, and, uh, you know, it's you got to be way in tuned to see it. You know, because you always hear the story of like, oh, he seems so normal until after the fact. Um, stuff like that. So that's your people. Uh, and as far as your place, always know your exits. And that's with anything. Uh, cafes, cafeterias. Set Like I said, the three takeaways from this are the bad guy will find a way. And because of that, be aware of people and be aware of how to get out or get to some sort of shelter or cover or concealment. Um, Because, sadly, uh, in this world, no matter where you are, anything's possible. And, uh, you know, there's the great debate of living your life and not being holed up with a gun in a cave somewhere in Idaho. Yeah, that would suck too. But if you have the option to find that, that middle ground of living your life and enjoying it, and being aware of those three things, uh, you're gonna set yourself up for success. You know, it's, you gotta think like a bad guy. Uh, That's kind of a weird way to think about it, but uh, another example, and I'll wrap it up, is um, like where there are gay pride parades or gay pride uh, events, I'm not judging, I do not care. I have family members that are gay, lots of friends that are gay. I don't care, that's not the point. The point is, is some people do have problems with that. That is a target bad guys in the middle east and when we're chasing bad guys you look at intelligence as to where they'll be and you act on that intelligence based on where they'll be that's the same for the bad guys i don't care if it's in a middle somewhere in the middle east or um you know downtown florida if a person is trying to find a target and they can google the next huge event it is you've that that event or those people or whomever have done 90% of the work for the bad guy. If we could, if, if, in the, if, if on deployments, the bad guy would post an event they're going to be at like, if they're like, Oh yeah, all of us that are doing this thing that we, that is bad or what, you know, deemed bad. And we're all going to be here today at this time of day and going on a, uh, running a marathon. Wow. Might as well just sit back and then do, they did all of our work for us to catch them. So think inversely, if a bad guy has an issue with gay rights or, or, you know, if they're that, if they're really effed up and that's their belief and you're in that March, be aware that you literally are a target or literally potentially a target. So be aware of that. Be aware the bad guys aren't, they might be crazed and insane, but they're also not stupid. So that's my takeaway today on, uh, you know, nobody asked me that, but that's my takeaway or my, uh. I want you to go home with is on asking a Green Beret is bad guys will find a way be situationally aware of people and uh, exits Thank you All right moving on This is my actor corner and today we are going to be talking about some audition tips and tools and tricks
0: Well, I'm an actor, right? so I got to keep my emotions right at the surface, you know
1: All right, today's stuff I wanna talk about is for the audition process. Uh, For those of you, I'm gonna assume you have a little bit of experience. The thing I want to pass on is what you do with the script, uh, also known as the sides, um, to help set yourself up for success when you go into that audition room. Odds are you got those lines, sometimes uh, moments before you went in, um, and or the day before, sometimes days before hopefully. But either way, if you ch- are the school of thought that you're going to do your best to be memorized, but kind of not memorized, uh, this trick is for you. And also, assuming this is your ver- your printout. You're not doing this on the one sitting in the office. So what I do, uh, step one, read it without doing anything. Just read it like uh, you're reading a book. Read it for uh, entertainment value. Don't overthink it. Don't do anything like that. Um, And this is obviously a lot of the other stuff goes without saying do all your actor homework and preparedness and build your character and all that stuff but this is just a thing i do to mark up my my sides to help with the performance in the room because if you don't have the time to worry about the lines or you you're losing your character because you're stressed about the lines this is kind of what that's for So what I do is I pick a color for my lines that I'm used to all the time. It's And for me, it's blue. So I always have a vision uh, blue means my line. So it's, it's quick and easy to look at quickly when you're doing your audition and look down, find your blue and move on. So I actually don't highlight my lines. I put a box around them because at a quick glance, if you have colored highlighter over the black ink text, it, it's hard to read. Whereas if you've... Essentially circled or boxed your lines with like a blue border You can look within that border and read the lines that are black on white paper So it, there's an easy quick contrast where every second counts when you're looking down at your lines so I box my lines with uh, my blue highlighter and then secondly the other thing I do for the lines is I highlight orange the cue sentence or the cue words prior to my lines of the other characters and not and only the one right before my line. I don't care about if there's two other characters speaking before my the character that cues my line. I don't care about their lines. Uh, that allows me to look up and react to those lines and listen. With a quick glance down, I can see, and this is where I actually I do highlight the lines of the cue line character in orange for me. I use orange. I I actually highlight. It. I don't do the box thing. Um, I don't really have an argument for that one but i highlight maybe the last sentence starting ideally with a keyword that's unique to that sentence. So I can, when that line comes up and it, let's say the word is perpendicular, that's a big word. When I am looking forward and listening and acti- actively acting and listening to the, the reader and I hear the word perpendicular, I can glance down real quick and find that in orange and then quickly skip to my lines after that, because my Q line and Q word was spoken, and I look and find it in the orange highlight, the word perpendicular in this case, and then I can skip down and look at my lines after that, which I should already be re- really familiar with, so I can look at them, get them, and then look back up. And then when they finish that sentence, that Q line sentence, I can thus then say my line relatively word for word or dang close, depending on how much preparation I had. So I've highlighted my, or I've circled, i boxed out my lines with a blue border. I've highlighted the cue sentence with uh, that, you, choosing specific words or uh, phrases within the cue lines in orange, and I've highlighted them, and I've done that throughout the whole script. And then the other thing is, is a lot of scripts have a lot of bullcrap we don't need. I'll, this is a lot of new actors make this mistake. Um, they're written, sometimes scripts are written for the camera man. Sometimes they're written for the director. So a lot of the stuff isn't going to matter in the audition room. you know, if it says picks up glass and drinks it, you're not going to do that. And you don't mime it as far as my school of thought. So it doesn't need to be on that script, but they're not going to write you a special script just with lines. So take a black sharpie. And I have a big, one of those big black ones you see like at shipping centers, like a huge felt tipped one that if you're in a small room, you'll get high and make sure your sides aren't under it when you use it or something you care about because it's gonna leak through the page a little bit if you use one of those. But I I then black out stuff that doesn't matter. Lines that say stuff like, you know, Steve picks up his glass and drinks it, and drinks the drink. That doesn't need to be there. Uh, kind of make note of it so it helps paint your environment, but you don't need to see it under the stress of getting your lines right and look, keeping your eyes up talking to the, the reader. Um, so, Blackout lines and stuff that doesn't matter. Um, I also black out the other characters' names. Any word that I don't need to know for my performance in that audition room, I black out um, their name. I should know my name, so I black out my name. Um, uh, stuff you know that says like scene two, anything. Uh, the stuff you black out, make note of because it's good to know for the character and building the world. You know, like if it says interior dark room, you need to know you're in a dark room because that's going to have an impact on your choices. But once you kind of got your, your world painted, black it out because you don't need to see that when you're looking for lines or uh, in an ideal situation, you've got the lines and all that, but you just kind of have a brain fart because let's say you're quote unquote in the moment so much that you're just feeling it and it's working really good. But then because of that, and because you're not 1000% memorized, you kind of brain fart and have to look down in character, find your line it's nice to not look through all this other crap that has nothing to do with the audition scene, you know, like picks up drink, um, thunders, all those things that are good for the character, but not good for, Oh crap. I lost my line. Get those out of the way with a black marker. So, that is my acting tips. Get the sides, read it to familiarize yourself with it and then edit and color crayon the crap out of it. So it's a uh, very user friendly for that audition, which is where you're going to be your most stressed. And lastly, before we get to our today's guest fitness, it's stressful. People overthink it yet. It is probably one of the major things as far as media and advertising, anything and everything that has to do with the world lately. Fitness is one of them. Okay, I'm going to get a Bowflex. I'm going to commit. I'm going to get some dumbbells. You know you can't eat dumbbells, right? So today for fitness, what I want to talk about is uh, more of a conceptual approach to fitness. And I have thought about this this morning. Um, for those of you who know or don't know, I, I spent a lot of my life prior to the military and firefighting uh, kind of working out like a bodybuilder. Um, pretty much for looks, anything as far as health benefits was uh, just an incidental bonus. And then when I was in the military as a green beret and then actually as a firefighter, I did what some people may cringe at, but it's, to me, it makes sense to call it functional fitness is, uh, I worked on power and, and strength and endurance and cardiovascular and all that. Some people do it via CrossFit, Jim Jones, cross training, whatever you want to call it and teach it, their own, whatever it is, it is. Um, and, um, Today I was doing, I am doing a Jim Jones program. If you don't know what that is, jimjones.com. They are, uh, uh, their notoriety came from, they were the trainers for all the guys on 300, uh, Gerald Butler, all the guys in the DCU movies, Ben Affleck, I think Ben Affleck, don't quote me on that, but I know Henry Cavill for Superman. Um, and they're uh, they're solid people. I know a handful of them. Um, I, I I'm privileged to be working with them. And, uh, their workouts are awesome. Um, and I do basically what I've finally done is as I'm upping in the years, I'm valuing, uh, diversity and enjoyment. Um, yeah, every day at the gym isn't going to be a day you wanted to be there, but do your best to set yourself up for some, uh, happiness, I guess. Do what you enjoy. Um, and for me, what I do enjoy is I do enjoy lifting weights, but I also enjoy the, uh, the Jim Jones workouts. There's, you know, it's a lot of circuit style training, a lot of what we may call quote unquote functional fitness. Um, and it just brought, it came to my attention today. I was really tired. only got about four hours of sleep. Didn't want to be at the gym at three, four, four five o'clock. Uh, but I was really enjoying the workout today. It was a Jim Jones workout and I was really enjoying it. And that made me realize today I want to pass on to y'all that workout somehow the way you like it. Um, And I've said in other uh, platforms, diet is the most important part anyway. So the working out is enjoy yourself. Um, People, uh, you know, if anybody follows Pauline, she had hamstring surgery and still lost weight and still stayed shredded because of her diet. Um, I've had anybody that knows me, I've had more surgeries than I can count. And I stayed relatively shredded in all of them, especially a very huge one that uh, had me bed bound for something a long time. Purely because of my diet. So throw in the workouts that you like, because there's no workout that's one miracle-pilled workout. Uh, The stair climber isn't going to be the deciding factor over CrossFit or the deciding factor over Jim Jones or the deciding factor over bodybuilding or or yoga lattes or whatever. There's not one thing. It's calories burned and calories consumed and living in a slight caloric deficit if you're trying to maintain a lean body because your body wants to have fat. So that's uh, my message today is uh, for fitness and working out, find the thing you enjoy and do that. If surfing, I've surfed and I was smoked, there's exercise. Go do that. Uh, if it's Jim Jones or CrossFit or running on the beach, do that. Because I would rather you get, and I use this phrase very loosely, risk maybe not getting as many benefits from your exercise by exercising more frequently and consistency, consistently than doing what is quote unquote tried and true uh tried and true and I use that again loosely is lifting weights and adding cardio workouts here and there. A lot of people don't like that. So cool, go do something you do enjoy and that you'll do more often because if you're if it's something you don't want to do, odds are you're going to be undisciplined and slack. So that's my uh, little fitness uh I keep saying corner. I got to come up with names of these things. So Everybody chime in, email me, fans at jeffbosley.com and uh, help me design the show and what to call these segments. But that was Fitness Today. Now here is the part of the show where we talk to my friends and um, there is no rhyme or reason as to who does what, what they talk about or uh, what they're on the show for. Thus providing you, the listener, probably much needed variety. So here's one of my friends.
0: What? Did we just become best friends? Yep.
1: And that first friend I'm speaking of is a good friend of mine, Scott Segrin, Uh Filmmaker and former roommate, still current friend. We met, he hired me for a movie, and we've been Los Angeles besties ever since. What's up, buddy? Oh, you know, the, the, the same old bunch of chaos that is our daily Los Angeles lives. <laughs> Saturday. Well, we're I'm pre-recording some of these, so a little reveal behind the curtain. Uh, ironically in the podcast called The Land of Boss. <laughs> what uh, what have you been doing this morning? On a Saturday morning, you should be sleeping in. Uh, well, I mean, I did technically sleep
0: in. I'm not going to get into details, but uh, <laughs> today I
1: was in a bed, and I was sleeping, and I slept longer than I normally do, and that's, that's, that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, uh, on the note of a little bit of jealousy and pride, um, we'll move forward. What you got for us today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, there's there's many things
0: in general that I, I feel like during these segments I'm going to want to talk about and, and or rant about. And you said I could have a little rant corner,
1: so I'm going to have a little bit of time to rant about something. Yes. Right now, that something is people's
0: inability to communicate properly. <laughs> and that mostly extends to just responding to a text message. And don't get me wrong. I am guilty of this myself, because frankly, let's be real, it doesn't take much to pick up your phone for two
1: seconds and respond with, I'm busy. Well, or, now now with iPhones, they have that tap back feature. So now all it takes is two, up, upwards of three taps to at least acknowledge yeah, uh, exactly. uh, uh, acknowledge receipt of a message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can just hold down on the message and give a thumbs up. We're like, running I, out of yeah, excuses. Yeah, yeah. and. I, I totally get, you
0: know, but at the same time, like a lot of us in this field, we're we're very busy, and it's not so much that we like, like, oh, we say I can't, I'm sorry, I can't talk, I can't respond. Or, like you, you could have picked up the phone and said I'm busy. It's like, no, I was really busy. You don't understand. And really, it's like a priority thing because you have certain priorities and you only have so much time to do certain things. So sometimes, yeah, not responding to somebody is favorable if that same time that you. You know, you could use that time to respond to somebody
1: is the same time that you get to make take two minutes for yourself to chill. Yeah, well and that's like, the thing is for some reason people on the receiving end of that, there's a handful of people I know personally, that 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 somehow fast forwards to a translation of, Oh, this person doesn't this person is consciously going, I am not as important as what he's doing. That's not the case. Right. That exactly. doesn't automatically imply the inverse of, of prioritization. Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly, and that, that's
1: what kills me about it. And uh, oh, by the way, how, how clean do you want me to keep this when I talk? Like, you know, because you know I'm I, <laughs> I, I I like Taylor most of the time. Um, and, uh, I'm doing it. I'll them. I'll cut this section out and right I'll edit it out. But I'll um, I I censored the f bomb I dropped um, and a sound clip that has an f bomb. But stuff. I I try not to swear too much because I want people to like play it on their in their car with maybe their kids. But yeah, like the yeah, yeah. uh, shit has been dropped. I think ass has been dropped. Like probably stuff you could see maybe on like uh, NYPD Blue. Sure. Okay. I'll steer uh, clear of. Uh, I'll, I'll steer yeah, clear it doesn't need YS2. to be G rated. It can have R rated t- uh, tw- twings, uh, and we'll just roll with it. Yeah, I
0: totally understand what you're saying because I, I think most people take that as like a giant fu. They're like, oh, you don't you don't want to talk to me? That's like a middle finger to me because I'm not important. <laughs> like no, but it's not that you're not important to me. It's just that like honestly. I might be preoccupied with something else and yeah I could take time to like here's a perfect example I could give if I'm editing it's really hard to talk to me because I am tuned into what I am doing and yeah I am sitting in front of a computer I could just pick up my phone and respond but nine times out of ten I'm not even aware the phone has gone
1: off yeah like if you have your headphones on too there's no way
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if I've got headphones on, I'm not aware it's gone off. And even sometimes without, it's just like the ringer could be on. It could be on the loudest setting possible. But if I'm editing, I am not there for it. I can't hear it. It's just
1: out of sight, out of mind. Well, and then here's the other thing: is is what what did we? Now that we have this weird communication biofeedback, what? Were people offended back before everybody had cell phones when they couldn't when they called and nobody answered? They're like, oh, they couldn't answer because they're not standing by the phone, and they didn't get all butthurt hurt until they communicated with them the next time. Now that we have this soul, link to our soul, the a lack of communication is deemed as as lack of passion or, or, or caring. Right, exactly, and it's part of the bigger problem of like just generally because of our phones yeah. and how fast we connect things it's instant gratification and people are like i want it now and yeah like, well, you know it's damn bad like you can't always have everything you want right now yeah sometimes you gotta be patient yep well for me especially it's, content, it's also though. geographical like you know it, it's a, it, it speaks volumes to like just society like if, if i'm trying to t- my mom in nebraska obviously much slower pace wants to call me and talk to me and or text me she's got some time I could be road-raging in Los Angeles traffic, no hands-free device in my truck that's cowboy loud. There's no way I'm answering that phone or texting because lives may be lost. So, like, it's very, like, I mean, it's literally geographically dependent also. I mean, you you commute nine times out of ten on your bike. You're not going to, like, text into a mailbox. exactly. Yeah, I bike a lot. And if you give
0: me a text message while I'm on my bike and I happen to be in a red light, I'll probably respond to it.
1: Yeah. Otherwise, I hear the beep in my ear, and I go, "Well, somebody's trying to get hold of me. They're gonna have to wait till I'm done." Exactly. (laughs) So, what do you foresee? I am on a bicycle. I cannot respond to you right now, or I might get hit by a car. Yeah. So, what do you foresee? Do you? uh, I always joke about like here someday, God willing, I get to a point in my life where other people answer calls for me. Uh, I have a right, flip good. phone four feet from me that I I had with track phone and I just let my minutes expire because and I try it and I try it and I try it but I think when you're in the star depending on your business if you're dependent on that phone you it's a slippery slope of are you using this yeah. for dependency because again ec- actors and filmmakers and lawyers all existed before cell phones and they were all successful you know yep. <laughs> and I say that right. and I'm a hypocrite five minutes from now but it's a uh, Uh, It's just everything
0: moved at a slower pace,
1: generally. For sure. And that's the way it is. And people are still adjusting to the fact that, yeah, just because everything else moves faster objectively doesn't mean that everything should, So you know? So what are Scott's, what's, what are Scott's, um, what is Scott's phone etiquette? What is your prescribed etiquette for returning uh, messages in a timely manner? Or what are the timelines? Do you have a, uh, what would your utopia be when it comes to returning
0: i think i think in general here's one thing i will say if you are a person
1: who has your read receipts turned on that's <laughs> you're even an more idiot frustrating you're, yeah and you're an idiot because that's even more frustrating that means
0: i sent you something <laughs> i can see that you looked at it and yeah. then you didn't respond for like days yeah so that's when it
1: becomes like okay this this yeah like a and for those of you F2, don't know maybe you are like i i think probably maybe some of my older family members there is a feature i think by default it is on on iphone specifically in and you got you have to go to settings and go down to messages and go down to turn read receipts on or off and what i we're talking about is for some reason if you don't know god willing this changes your life by default if i send you a text and that by de- the phone's default setting when you open up your uh, app to, and it pops up, it shows me, it says the word red, R E A D, and the time it was red. So yep. you can't lie and you can't escape. You might have glanced at it in your car, you know, so there could be that scenario. But yeah, you sure, do sure. know you are a liar if you said I didn't see it for two days. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I didn't see this. I'm like, fuck you. Yes, you did. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I got a sensor beep.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but and the, the, this whole communication thing. Like the bottom line, the the reason I brought it up in the first place is yes, I understand and I get it. But for me, I'm I'm dealing with one particular, actually a couple people. I don't want to get too specific in case <laughs> they hear this. <laughs> but there is a person that uh, that I know who. Uh, we get along well whenever we're like in person hanging out and everything like that. We've worked on set many times, and this person has expressed interest in like, yeah, we should we should just generally work on more stuff and like
1: hang more and like do things because we have similar interests. Not like a date thing, yeah. You know,
0: man or woman, it's just like a hangout. Yeah, like, we're friends. Let's actually take the time to do things that friends do. Um, and then nailing down plans with this person is impossible. Like, I'm talking, this person has probably rescheduled on me minimum 15 to 20 times Dang. over the span of like, like six months, basically. So,
1: and it's always some other... I haven't you know, done 15 thing. things in the last six months, let alone rescheduled 15 things in six months. <laughs> right,
0: and it's always like the same thing, honestly. It's just like, oh, we're, gonna, we're planning to do this thing, and it's like, oh, I can't do it for whatever reason. It's like, okay, and a couple of those reschedules are on me for sure, but overall, it's on them, and I'm like, I finally ended up telling this person, like, a year or so ago, hey, look, uh, I understand things get busy, I know how it is, like, and frankly, I understand how LA is, so if you were just being polite, I totally get it and yeah. we don't have to hang out or even talk like you, there's no obligation here and I'm not offended in the least I completely understand but if that's what it is let me know so I can like stop bothering you yeah like, hey let's hang and they felt super bad and they like apologized profusely for being so bad and like getting back to me and like that's not it at all and I'm like okay again you don't need to save face if that's how you feel I'm literally not offended I get it <laughs> like no 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 really I'm like okay but now in the year since Have I actually been able to hang out with this person? No, because (laughs) the same thing happens every time. This person was even somebody I was trying to get on our crew for the shoot. And they, you know, had all the appearances. of like, yeah, I'm totally interested. Yeah, we should totally talk about it. (laughs) Ha ha. Like, that'll be great. And then actually getting to meet with the person? Nope. Doesn't happen. Doesn't respond to messages. Like ask like send messages back and forth will respond like once every couple of weeks and then nothing so it's like okay you know I get it I get busy lives I get the L A like life actor life film life you're busy yeah don't don't offer plans if you don't actually
1: yeah through on them because that's just being an asshole yeah that exactly and that's the thing I mean I I can speak volumes as far as that is like. Being honest with yourself, you might not have malicious intent with uh, your person you're trying to schedule with, but if you're not honest with yourself as far as the time you're willing to give, or and that's the catch-22 with uh, being tied to our phones and having instant gratification and complete communication availability 24-7, is either you need to be honest with yourself as far as if you have the time or are willing to make the time, because if after a year, all signs point to you aren't willing to make the time, and then secondly, right, exactly. because of the technology in your hand, you could also use it as a tool. Like you and I couldn't meet today physically. We're using this technology we're bashing as a way to still get said mission accomplished. Speakerphone. That's true. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. you know, it LA does suck in that I mean, you you and I know intimately that, you know, I, I've had relationships fail just due to time distance apart, you know, geographically. Yeah, exactly. You know, like her and I couldn't yeah. continue dating because I lived up in like Simi Valley, and she lived on the coast. I mean, that's an hour drive. Not going to happen. And yeah, yeah so far, it's you gotta. Yeah, if people aren't willing to. <laughs> if, yeah, if people are willing to use their phone religiously. They could also use it for good, not evil. <laughs> yeah, and see, the thing that bugs me the most is like I'm not even
0: so much upset about the, the social aspects, like being friends and not being able to fall through on the stuff. I'm more frustrated with like the film portion, like. Because, professionally
1: speaking, oh yeah, not if you're
0: telling me that you're on for a crew and you're like you're, you're on board and
1: like yes we're gonna, move, I'm like okay yeah. I'm gonna put your name in here for this yeah that's a big deal to me yeah and yeah then, yeah like not even respond yeah I could care less if somebody's a flake personally I mean in this day and age it's hard to the lines get blurry between personal and professional because you can't hide anymore but yeah somebody's a of flake course. personally but they show up professionally you know whatever that works but. When that starts, I mean, that's my military background, too, is, is uh, like, my ex-wife, uh, she, for some reason, thought tardiness was acceptable to work, and I just, I, my brain didn't work on that. I was like, okay, personally, be late with your friends and all that, but I don't, I can't wrap my mind around them, as people that can't find that distinction. That dude could flake on you as a person all day long, but he could be a hard-ass worker yeah, I mean, and show so- up on time. Fine. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's what I'm saying flick on me on a personal basis fine okay cool like i get it i understand i'm not even really offended like i said we don't have to hang out yeah cool your life will continue don't like don't mess
0: with that aspect of it i if you're a person i value and i think that you're good at your job and i want you i want to work with you great but the minute you start like dropping these responsibilities like it doesn't matter or maybe you're busy i get it but you could at least say so yeah say Look, I know I said I was interested, but, like, I'm swamped, and I just can't do it. Like, okay, great, I completely understand, but come on. Like,
1: well, that, that's, that's, that's my main rant. It's just, like, don't,
0: if you, if you don't want to make plans with a person, don't lie. Just don't make the plans. Yeah. Say, I'm sorry, I'm busy, or, or frankly, like, I, I just don't have the time, and no offense,
1: you're not a priority. Yeah. But that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we all learn something from that. I mean, you, you've known me long enough to know I'm uh, un, not maliciously hypocritical, but massively guilty of all said part of Actually, I respond like a ninja. However, uh, my follow-through is kind of is weak sauce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing. is like follow is whatever. Because yeah. that ranges person-to-person, especially with social plans. You can't get too For mad. sure. But well, I'd rather get a text from somebody saying, sure. got your text, can't reply. That, yes. that'll yes. buy a person a week. I'll give him a week after that. Yeah, exactly. You tell me you can't talk, I'll leave you the hell alone yeah. until you're ready to talk. Yeah, exactly. Ball's, the, balls in your court. Why, but again, like like I said, I, I definitely, I'm definitely i am guilty of doing these same things with certain people. And it's not because <laughs> it's, it's those people. It's just I'm
0: like, you know, I got a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just trying to keep my head above water. So I, again, it's like two sided of coin. I understand where people are probably coming from but I think everybody in general should just do better at getting back to people and communicating because when communication breaks down, that's when everything else starts to break down.
1: (laughs) You have two ears for a reason. (laughs) Well, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, That's um, how to be uh, a culturally sensitive social butterfly by uh, Scott (laughs) Segrin. Hey, you know what? This is one of my more sensible rants. Here, oh, I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. We're just we're just we're easing into it. This is the freebie. You you'll hit him with the 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 full on full-price drugs here later. Indeed. All yes. right. cool. Thanks, Scott. If, uh, yeah, no problem. Let me know
0: if uh, you want me to add anything else,
1: you don't have to. All right. Bye. And that concludes the inaugural show of the land of boz with jeff bosley seriously thank you for listening enjoy this freebie and here's a little bit of business stuff that you all will value and appreciate again patreon.com forward slash jeff bosley tell your friends your subscription puts food on my table and i promise to give you your money's worth Also, if you want uh, show ideas or show input or just general feedback or actually have segment ideas or names of segments or any sort of interactive stuff, I want you to be part of this. Email fans at jeffbosley.com or on Patreon, you can actually go and comment just kind of like a Facebook timeline per each episode. So you can actually go to that episode and comment and I'll follow that too. So totally interactive, this is all for you. I know you are literally my customer, so it means the world to me that you've taken your time and listened to this. And um, I would be a moron if I didn't accept your uh, criticism or your design or your comments or your compliments. So thank you so much. Go forth, kick ass, conquer, be relentless, and I will see you here tomorrow. Adios.